0: Hi, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider Podcast. My name's Swizz, here on you, talking to you this Thursday morning as we lead into round three, one of the bigger rounds for the Supercoach season, because it's the first real uh, round for trading. I know a few people started to trade last week, but this is where some of those rookies and, are on the bubble, and we've got that first price rise, so a lot of people are starting to make some decisions around, do they fix their team, and, and how they fix their team, so yeah, I'm gonna obviously talk about that. I've got a few questions that people have sent in, which I'm really appreciative of. Um and, and we'll go through that and also go through what I'm looking at and my team and how that sits at the moment. As we always do, check us out on the socials. Thanks to everybody that's uh shouted me out on our Twitter for Swiss26, uh the boys at Supercoach Insider one hundred uh we've got youtube and there's been some great comments on there and and some suggestions and also questions around teams Uh, and then we've got stitcher spotify soundcloud so now appreciate everybody who's been viewing the content um and not just us but the supercoach community um and, and sort of all around each other and trying to uh improve um everybody's you know team and outlook for the season so you know it's been really good uh as I said on the uh, Tuesday night podcast, it was great to catch up with George. Uh, Grimrow and I got to see him and uh, and talk a bit of uh, super coach, especially around Whitfield at the Richmond GWS game. So yeah, keep getting around each other as the community and, you know, feel free to yeah, drop us a line and, and we can have a chat about your teams. Uh, so for me, uh, for this week, um, I was really happy with how things started off. I uh, scored 2,500, which uh, ranked me uh 17, 22 overall as my screen decides to try to clear up but uh so I think that was uh there were some really good parts to that. Uh you know obviously having all, all the big guns in the midfield like McCrae, Neil Cripps, you know, having Hewitt down the back line. Um the only unfortunate thing for me was I had the VC on McRae which is still a great thing because 142 you're never going to sneeze at but you know those who kind of mucked up their VC or they had Owens and had the VC on Neil um, yeah that worked out really well for them um, you know Neil having that third quarter where he went 89 points just there yeah he was always going to do really well against the Bombers but I don't think any of us saw it going that high and those who had McRae you know you're not going to risk 142 points for somebody who, you know, potentially could get injured and you get a 20 and it costs you 120 points. It's just not going to happen. So now well done to those who um, scored that. Uh, My uh, nemesis or my, my mate from Richmond's uh, podcast, uh, Richmond's uh, super coach, um, Paige, uh, Abdul was uh, me and him both scored 2,500, but he had the captaincy on Neil and I had a McCray. So what could have been, there's a hundred points difference there if we went in the other direction, but you know that that's how it goes, and the rankings, you know, will start sorting themselves out from this point on. But yeah, captaincy can be a big play in that because yeah, straight there, you know, a different if he's got McCrae and I've got Neil, it's hundred points I'm up on him. Um, so you'll find that some weeks where yeah, if you depending on who you VC and who you captain, it can you know really cost you on the rankings and that. So yeah, it is an important part of the game. Now moving on to. What I, what, how my team is sitting, and if the, uh, hopefully my technology wants to play ball, which it actually is this week. So, and I'll wait for my my screens just trying to clear for those who are listening at home. But yeah, my backline, Chris Short, uh, Hewitt, yeah, I've been really happy with that. Chris obviously uh, came back well. We saw the video that his his partner, I don't know if it's wife or his girlfriend, put out. Um, you know, getting into him about the fantasy points and sort of mocking our super coaches. Some of us who have probably had a, well, not me, but a few probably had a bit of a go at him for uh, you know not screwing so well in week one. So that that's a lesson for people who sort of trade out their premiums. I know a few went crisp to Hall, so I still, I think it netted you two points and it probably is going to long-term do well, but at the same time, sort of wasting that trade. Yeah, I don't know. I would have rather like Whitfield up to Hall if you could have done it. Um, Hinge, uh, there's McCartan and Gipkis. Uh, obviously, De Conning's not going to probably be on field unless he's ruled out, and then I'll loophole McCartan like I did last week, um, and De Conning just becomes an option there for the VC captaincy. If he is named, then McCartan will just go on field. Uh, Whitfield's obviously a big um, issue, and I was pretty strong with this on Tuesday night about uh, what I'd watched of him on Sunday, And, yeah, he's clearly struggling with that uh, either groin injury or OP. Um, You know, he's still got 23 possessions. He's still actually playing a decent role. They've just got a few other people through him. Um, I had a question, I think, from Timmy Ward, um, good bomber's man, asking uh, with Hopper's injury, does that open up some more um, midfield time for Whitfield? I don't think it does we know how many good that midfielders they have you know why toby green's still out they're still going to put some of those um, midfielders down forward to cover like taranto and for some reason they had josh kelly down there last week um even when the game was on the line josh kelly was in at full forward which you know that's full cameron um as we usually say full bevo but yeah cameron's a bit worse for us with those super coach decisions and just general footy decisions so, yeah, I don't think Whitfield's going to get any more time in that midfield. And, I, and he just really struggled to uh, sort of move and run as freely as he normally does. So I think that's an actual trade. I know a few people are wanting to hold for another week because he's playing the Suns. Um, I don't think the Suns are as bad as they you know, used to be. Um, definitely pushed Melbourne all the way the other day. So, yeah, Whitfield in the past has scored well against the Suns. Um, and I've got no issue if people want to hold in that because, yeah, he could quite easily come out and score a 100. But, yeah, I'm actually just watching him live. I, I really wasn't happy with the way he was moving and I would rather pull the trigger now. So Whitfield will be one going and I'll talk about that more in a moment. Uh, McRae Miller, Neil, Cripps, um, yeah, I'm really happy with that. If you don't have Cripps, you've got to kind of get him. I don't like the still down the Cripps. Um, you know, still, still scored 111. He's a premium I think you've got to try to get Berry or somebody like that up. Um, and that's where maybe that Whitfield-Berry trade, if those have Berry or have like a Ward, um, McGovern, those sort of players, you try to get um, him up to Cripps and you do that through, say, if you've got Whitfield and you take him down to Bowley would be the move there. Um, I had a question earlier. It might have been, um, actually, I don't know if this was the break-evens or if this was um, Alex and... Um, who shouted us out on Twitter, but uh, they were talking about, you know, is it just worth going Whitfield down to Bowie? I've got no problem with that, but I think you've got to use your cash elsewhere and and that's where you try to get Crips in your side if you don't have him. And if you um, already have Crips, then you might be looking at your sort of Heaney or someone like that. But I don't like the idea of just holding 250K or 300K or something like that because it's just useless money. And it'd be handy when you want to upgrade in five, six weeks. The problem is um, the higher super coaches, or if you're a league player, that's points on field other people are going to have. So, yeah, so that's with that. Barry at the moment, it's a bit of a touch and go on that. I don't mind keeping him because they're playing North this week. Fagan did say he'll spend weeks tagging. He still was good enough tagging and scoring 76. If he gets off the chain for against North this week, especially North without Thomas and LDU, you know, he could score 100, 110, fairly feel, feel easy. You know, he could be running around with Simpkin, but um, I'm still pretty confident he's going to score pretty well. So I'm more than likely to keep him unless I want that money to help upgrade. Uh, Horn Francis, you know, I've been wrapped with that, that last minute decision uh, and it's worked out even better for owners who have, because of the LDU and the Thomas injury, and then, you know, Dacos and Ward. And I'm keeping Ward at the moment. Like, I did think about putting him down to Dill Stephens, but we did talk about Dylan Stevens Stephens' job security on Tuesday night. And I don't think it's that great still going forward. Ward still got plenty of the ball, especially in the second half when Wingard got off injured, and kicked a nice goal. It was just his disposal efficiency. So if he can clean that up, I think he's got a role, and I think he can find the ball. So um, I wouldn't be moving Ward on. Um, it could be a bit more of a slow burn compared to some of those more expensive rookies, but yeah, I'd be definitely keeping him. Uh, McDonald actually looked really good as well on the handball and that. And yeah, I think, yeah, he's got the ability to just plod away and score 50s, make us a hundred, 150 K there and Mead, you know, I don't like the fact that he was subbed and obviously only scored the 18 going to dent his scoring in a perfect world. I'd like to get him up, but I think just because some of those port injuries again, and just the way they played, um, he's still going to be around that best 23 and just hopefully it's more on field and could be a bit of a slow burn there at worst. If he was to get dropped, it gives me a loophole option between Ward and Dacos. Um, so I'm not disappointed there about keeping him. Gorn Grundy and then Hugh Dixon. Gorn's the big one that's under a lot of discussion this week. Um, yeah, it's a really tough one. Like I get why people want to go down to English and for that cash, Uh the thing is, Gorn's still averaging 90, and he's played terrible first two weeks. I know everybody really likes Luke Jackson and what he's doing, and definitely we talked about there was going to be that split um, like this season. We all knew about that. Um, I just don't think gorn you know, been in the best form, and the conditions did not help him on um, Saturday night against the Suns. So it was really slippery, so he dropped some of those intercept marks. So, yeah, like I'm not against people wanting to move around Moving on, if you want to use that cash elsewhere, if you're moving him on, I think it can only be English. It, you know, I've heard some people say I'm going to go down to Pruce or I'm going to, you know, f- um, flick Hayes into that midfield, go into that ruck line. Uh, the problem with Pruce, yeah, he played well in the reserves last week, but still, I, I expect you know one bad game. Like Flynn's had a bad game this week, Pruce will come in. If Pruce has a bad game, Briggs or Flynn will come back in. It's just going to, or they might try to play them together. Um, so I'm not confident with Bruce. Um, I had a question about: Can you get Hayes through to when Cherry gets dual position? Um, Ryder played well in the reserves. He's he's ready to come back. So Hayes could even get dropped this week. Well, hopefully he's done enough that they think no, they can play him and maybe drop a Mason Wood. But yeah, I'm kind of a a little bit worried about that. Um, and then yeah, we go down the forward line and dunks, butters, uh, cogs, Brode. Brody's You know, one of the highest. I think he's seventh overall in the competition and second at free medal for points per minute on ground. He has a really low tank, but Y5's out for sort of six to eight weeks now. He's going to have that role in there. Don't expect him to be playing 75%, 80% on ground. It's just not going to happen. But when he's on ground, he does a lot of defensive stuff. So is it, I had a question, uh, just before, and I think this might've been Andy's question if I, am, um, so I'm just trying to get this up now. It's about, um, would you, uh, move uh, apologies for those people who are listening at home as I'm trying to uh, get this up, but would you move, um, Barry to a Brody, for example? And to me, that's a no. Um, because we talked about this on Tuesday night about is the cash, um, is it worth, is that trade you're doing going to get you enough points and make you enough money for the trade that you for you using? So um, for Barry, I can still see him going up 100k, say over maybe the next five weeks, it'll be a slower burn than say what maybe Brody will be. But he's still going to make you around that 100k. He's still going to score 70 to 80, and he could still have that bigger game where it's 100. Brody's going to, you know, fluctuate between 80 and maybe 110 if he was to get a couple more um, minutes a quarter on on field. So they're going to score probably Brody outscores Barry maybe 10 to 20 points a week. He's going to get maybe an extra 20, 30, 40k. But so you're now wasting a trade for maybe. You know 100 points at most it's not even probably that over the next month it might be only 80 80 points and 40k so to me that's not worth it if i'm looking at making a trade i want to make cash initially if i can and i want to be hopefully turning that into 150k so that's where say whitfield for example to bowie i can see a lot of people wanting to do that because that's making you two hundred and fifty thousand initially that you can spend elsewhere and you can also and then Bowie's at minimum, even if he goes sort of sixty sixty, and in his role I think he's gonna do better than that. Um, he's still gonna make you eighty-five K. So if he has one more hundred in that, he's making you 150K. Uh so there's there's you're getting that um boost for that trade. Where if you're gonna downgrade Berry, you're more beneficial to go to Horn Francis or Rochelle. Because Horn Francis, that makes you 60K. Rochelle makes you 80K initially. So you can actually use that money to do something with it. And then on top of that, their um, price rise is going to be a lot more beneficial. I think Rochelle sitting at like minus 69 break even. Um, Horn Francis obviously has got that 98 in his score for at least the next two weeks. Seems to have a good role. And now with the injuries, he's going to make a lot more cash there. So he's going to make more cash than what Barry's going to make. Plus, you're getting that initial sixty thousand um, dollars, and his points on field could be very similar to Barry. So, yeah, uh, if you're going to do it, you've got to be doing it where you know you're going to make a lot more money. Um, so, yeah, so they're the ones I kind of like. But in particular, if the the further you can go down, uh, the better. Uh, and then I've got McGovern there on the bench. McGovern's a definite trade. You know, in a perfect world, I'd like to hold him because I think he's got the role. He definitely doesn't have the tank. Um, but that forty is going to be the score for at least the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he could come out and you know against Hawthorne and score a ninety or a hundred, but um, yeah, I am just not confident. And with that, the extra price he's at, I don't really, um, I, you know, I I kind of want to upgrade it and use that money. So that's where my decisions right now. I am down to sort of four players. It's either Whitfield down to Bowie, um, and then I go McGovern up to either English or Heaney. I'm leaning towards Heaney more than English. I do think English is going to be a, around that top sort of six mark, definitely top 10, and gives me that loophole option. Um, just I don't think the Rucks are scoring as well this year, and they're probably maxing themselves out at sort of 105, 110. So I think English probably only goes 100 to 105, where he's not going to go up on that much price, that he's going to hurt me that I couldn't pick him up in a few weeks' time. Where Heaney... Yeah, he's about to go up 40, 50k because he's gone back to back 140s. And that fixture we were talking about on Tuesday night, Sydney have some really um, soft games coming up. So if you got if you want Heaney, you've got to get him now. Um, you know, if I had the money and I know I'm a little bit short of doing it, I'd probably do Barry up to Brayshaw. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like, you know, if you if you're not going down, you want to go up to a, a guy that you know is gonna be premium. Brayshaw I think is gonna be around that top ten mark. Oh, he should be in that top 10. The question is how much in that top eight. They've got West Coast this week. I think they got the Bombers coming up not long after that. So I can see Brayshaw continuing to have some really big scores. So well done to those people who could afford that. Um, and that's where, yeah, if you've got, as I said before, Barry, and you can um, get him up to Crips and you don't have Crips, yeah, definitely. Because I think I don't think he's going to score 160 each week, but you, um, you need that cash. All right, so some of the questions I've had. Uh, this week my screen's doing that but uh so i had uh to pondy out there Gorn plus berry to english and cripper or Gorn and mcgovern to english and heaney as i said i don't like trading Gorn as much but i can understand people doing it um i think if you're going to like definitely Gorn down to english no problems that that's going to get you the cash um would i prefer yeah, If you could get out both McGovern, I'd rather get out McGovern if you could, if you had that loophole option, and you could get him up to Cripps even better. But yeah, Berry to Cripps, I've got no problem with that. So I think if you're going to go one, it's Gorn and Berry to English and Cripper. I think you need Cripper more than what you need Heaney. Um, Heaney's fantastic at the moment, but I can't see him. if he. Well, he's getting 20-odd positions a week, and I think that's manageable going forward even with that fixture. But to kick four goals a week, he kicked, I think, three in the first week, five in the second. So that means he's going to kick 88 goals for the season. So I can't see him doing that. So if he doesn't kick a goal each week, he's scoring probably more 80 to 100, maybe 110 if he got more midfield minutes. But the Swans still have a really good midfield. So I don't think he's getting that much um, midfield time as we were hoping. He just looks really fit. He's named at full forward this week as well, again, tonight against the doggy, So, um, yeah, I've got a little bit of reservations about that bringing him in, but it's that fixture coming up um, for the Swans. So um, we were talking about this the other night and Sydney after the Bulldogs, they've got North Melbourne at home, West Coast, Hawthorne. They're both away games. I think the Hawthorne games down at Launceston. Actually, it is because I'll be at that game. Uh, the Lions at home, then the Suns, the Bombers at home, So there's some really tasty matchups there for Heaney. Definitely can keep at least that 100 average. He's going up, you know, probably 40 to 50K this week. He'll go up probably another 30, 40. The money doesn't mean much because you're wanting to keep him. It's just you're not wanting to pay more for him. So when other people are going to pay 450, um, you know, you might have to, if he keeps going like that and you have to pay 530, well, you know, those people have got that sort of 80, 90K leg up because you've waited on him, but if you've got to make the decision between Cripps and Heaney, yeah, you want Cripps in. So now, great question from you, Pondy. Um, does a great job, Pondy, on uh, the Parkfield Cricket Podcast too. So, a shout out to him. Uh, question for uh, from Tristan. Uh, I know Tristan's a local footy coach too, so I'll just give him a bit of a plug. Um, I know are uh, Devon Meadows Footy Club, the the ladies down there. Um, if you're a, you know you have if you're a lady listening or you have a daughter. I know they're looking for uh, girls under 18s, under 16s. So definitely uh, check them out if you're down in that Cranbourne Clyde area. Um, So the topic, uh, the question he had, uh, thinking of keeping Gorn and bringing in Jackson into the fort line, uh, burning Whitfield, Ward and McDonald. Uh, He's worried about this McDonald's um, money-making ability and bringing in Bowie, Cherry and Jackson. Now I'm really big on Cherry. Um, I think, you know, obviously I started with him. He's going to get dual position. Uh, Coleman Jones is just not getting back in that side anytime soon unless he really performs in the VFL. Uh, you know, we saw what Larky did, even against an undermanned West Coast. Goldie's working on his rock craft, but Cherry is the number one Ruckman in that side. Uh, you know, he had the option to leave, like St. Kilda were chasing him big. I'm sure other couple of clubs were in his ear. So they've backed him in. Uh, so, yeah, I think Cherry's the one that you do need. Out of that, so I've got no problems with that. Um, and then bringing in Jackson, I don't, I don't see the worth as much of bringing in Jackson. I don't see him being top six um, where English can like, and, and he looks great at the moment. But you know, the fact that he, he, is he going to develop enough for twenty two games to keep an average of say ninety five one hundred to be a top six forward at his price, it's good. But I don't see him being around that mark. I'm not like, like completely against it. Um, And there's no, with some of these questions, there's no real right or wrong because you can go with your gut and Jackson could continue to fire. But I don't see him being the guy that's going to break out and average sort of 100. And that I think, you know, it's probably around that 90 mark and that's fine for that price. Um, The problem is what do you do when you get to that sort of buy period? Um, Do you burn another trade to bring in another forward who's going to be more that premium forward? Uh, especially if some pick up dual position. Now, it's some of those guys we were originally looking at and hoping sort of Fife, um, Danger, or any of them to marshal to pick up dual position. It's not going to happen now. So I've got more faith in English because we know the role. He's playing number one ruck. Um, You know, Heaney looks fantastic. So you can bank on them being more of those top 10 guys than I'd find a Jackson. But as I said, not against it doing it. Um, Burning Ward and McDonald to do it. As I said, I think Ward, if you really need the cash, yeah, no problems. But um, yeah, he found the ball really well. You know, the Hawks got a couple injuries. Sam Mitchell's going to back in those young guys. McDonald looked really good when he was handballing and forward. And I think he can stay sort of a 50. Um, it is, you know, looking good with Bowie, Cherry, and Jackson. Um, if, you, if it means keeping. For Whitfield, Ward, and McDonald to bring in Bowie, Cherry, and Jackson, yeah, I think that's still a good trade. Um, in a perfect world, could you get Jackson up to someone slightly better? That would be good, but yeah, it's still improving your team improving your points, and he's actually sent me his team. Actually, kind of looks good because he's gone uh, Caldwell over Barry. and I did have that question um, from someone about, would you go Berry to Caldwell? Yeah, Caldwell's got the role, um, especially now with um, Zach Merritt out. Dylan Schill under a bit of an injury cloud. Um, and if it's not this week, you know, he could always miss next week. So Caldwell, we're now playing the midfield. We're very big on him on the preseason. He looked good in, the, in there. I think he's going to probably at best score maybe 100 to 105. Um, and Barry still could average sort of 80 to 85, just depending on how his body goes and depending if he's tagging and that. So you're making a trade for 20 points a week. It's probably going to net you maybe an extra 70000 cash. I don't think it's personally worth it. I would try to get, say, the ward up to Caldwell might make more sense than that, than actually size swapping Berry in a perfect world. So, um, yeah, thanks for the question there, Tristan. Definitely something to look at. Um, I did answer Timmy's before about Hopper and Whitfield. And if you had Hopper in a draft, yeah, you, you know, if he's out for three months, unfortunately, um depends how deep your draft is. If you've got only four on your bench, um, you're going to have to just let him go and and try to get somebody on there. If you're in a deeper bench, you can probably, you can definitely hide him there. Hopefully he comes back for finals. You make finals and put him there. But even in the two games I've seen him, he kind of lost more of his scoring role to Tom Green. Uh, so I don't know if hop is really worth keeping and he's probably lost a bit of value in keepers and unfortunately i have him in a keeper so that's a bit frustrating uh going forward so i um i don't kind of know what you um what else you can do with him it's just one of those he looked like it was good but unfortunately with those clubs that have so many midfielders um there's not much you can do anders or um alex um yeah he he was talking to me about would you trade um to Brody, we talked about that before. Um, I think that is too sideways. Um, and we and Chris was replying with that. If it was McGovern, on the other hand, um, yeah, you'd do that, no problems. And that's the same if you had those who started Rochelle in the midfield. Um, yeah, really valuable now. I really wish I started him over Ward for that reason because there's more I could do, um, and I could bring in Brayshaw because of that. That's what's stopping me from bringing in um, Brayshaw over Say Hall or um or heaney this week um but yeah i'm trying to avoid where i can using the uh three trades as well um in a perfect world i kind of only want to use the two trades um and if i can get away with that that would be better because i think we're going to get more carnage as the season goes on um, i had a bit of as those who were listening tuesday had a bit of a cold over the last couple of days luckily it wasn't COVID, but there's no reason why unfortunately people might not get a second COVID. Um, you know, positive tests. And with the players, it's a lot more stricter with what they're doing. Uh, so, yeah, we, we might find throughout the season those trades might come really valuable. So I've heard a couple of people holding all their trades. Um, in a perfect world, I want to hold my trade boost and i use the two trades. And that's where I was talking about going, you know, down, uh, McGovern down, or McGovern as a more of a, well, Whitfield down to Bowie. And then I can go McGovern up to Heaney. And that's points on field because then Hayes goes to the bench. Heaney comes on with his scoring. Hopefully Bowie can score at least as well as Whitfield is and still make more cash. So that's, yeah, where I was leaning towards there. Um, outside of that, uh, the couple other ones that we kind of haven't discussed, and I've, I haven't barely heard any discussion. Um, I know a lot of people talking about Aaron Hall, but I'm worried about his price and always worried about that injury concern. Really good player scores really well does have a really actually still large break even i think it's around 90 so even if you held a week um because one of the issues we haven't seen how he's gone this year and how the north have gone against sort of good sides you know they've played two of the weaker sides in Hawthorne and west coast first up he's done well scoring 120 um and then is a luke ryan or hayden young a better option that was a question i had from uh co um host chris and that that's an interesting one. Luke Ryan looked really well. I know Chris has Luke Ryan um, playing West Coast again. You know he's just that intercept defender for 40k less than Hall or or Stewart. Um, I don't mind how, I don't mind that pick. Um, the problem of Ryan again, it's always that injury history. You know he's going to get injured at some point. Um, you know in a ho- perfect world I hope he plays 22 because he's such a good footballer. But every year he seems to just miss games. So that's the worry. Um, So you're thinking that's going to cost you another trade. But as a point scorer, fantastic. And Hayden Young is a, and and this actually, I had another question, I forget who, I apologize, but about Tom Green. And Hayden Young, as a mid-pricer, could he be the the sort of best player in that 400 bracket outside, obviously, Crips? I think definitely, especially if they were to lose Luke Ryan and he became that number one interceptor, showed on the weekend what he can do. The problem is, again, like St. Kilda played really well, Um, kind of the conditions and how they played. There was plenty of room for an intercept marking. They were kind of playing a bit of Pagan's paddock. Paddock. Um, so it, if they couldn't get the ball over the back, they were just getting intercept marked. So I'd rather probably another week of data. The problem is Young's officers are going to go up in more money. Uh, Tom Green... Um yeah, I think he's a, he looks really good. He looks like he's the number one in that midfield, um, even the point where they moved Kelly to full forward, which just doesn't make sense to me. But Tom Green just was just playing all in the guts. Um, and I think they're a bit worried about the possibility of losing him. Um, there was those rumors yesterday about Benny Gell having um, lunch with his grandfather, um, Michael Green, who used to be a Richmond player. So I think they're going to give Green every opportunity. um, And he's the one that definitely could, you know, be that big breakout guy this year. Um, But, you know, is it sort of he's breaking out to what sort of Brayshaw did last year? Um, Is Green going to be a top eight player? Probably not. I still think he's going to score really well. Like, you know, he's got a lot of similarities to Clary. And I think Clary in that second year went 110. So he could still get up around that mark. Um, would I have more confidence in a Cripps or a Brasher or any of those guys? Absolutely. But I'm not against that pick. If you can get Barry up to Green um, and we've now Hopper out, Whitfield struggling with injury, yeah, I can see Green doing really well. Uh, So my trade targets in, I think, number one, uh, you've got to look at Cripps if you don't have him. Um, If you don't have Cherry, I think Cherry's a really good option because it's going to be that dual position, especially if you're carrying English. Um, You know, you can obviously switch and swap those guys around. Um, If you don't have any of those premium rookies as in to Horn Francis or Rochelle, definitely be looking or Dacos. If for some reason you didn't start Dacos, definitely get them in. Dill Stevens, we talked about the other day, not as warm on him. Scores really well, but we haven't seen him with both Lloyd and McAnooney in the side and he's a big chance of being that sub in a couple of weeks. If Pat, if Papley gets back and because one of those Swans are going to have to push out if they're all fit. And I think Logan McDonald's missing this week as well. So they've got some other options, Sydney, they've got a lot of depth there. So only going to be one bad game. Um, And he might not even have to play a bad game where he might find himself as that 22nd, 23rd, 24th player, just the way they're going and performing. So I'm not as hot about him. Um, Bowie, Yeah, as I said, you know, he's in Salem's role. Don't expect him to be scoring 150s again. Can he score 70s and 80s? Yes. Will that make you cash? Yes. Could he have a game where he scores another 100? Yes. And that's the problem there. If you don't go and get him and he goes 100, 110 again, yeah, those people who bring him in are going to make a lot of cash and also the cash they've got from Whitfield. So I like him as a trading option. And then Heaney. And you're not going to get 140s every week from Heaney. Um, but yeah he's definitely a a really good option there and then you've got Tim english um, but then that's where your trade out options come and you want to be trading out those who have got mcgovern those have more berry whitfield definitely gone that just becomes a personal preference not for me but if that's what you need to do to make cash and as i said before if if gone to english helps you get Berry to crips well then that you know that's something you've got to definitely consider. But at the same time, Gorn could very easily come out the next couple of weeks, score one twenty, one thirty. 130. You just obviously need English to stay close to him. And then you need Cripps to outscore Berry by 70, 80 points. And that's where that trade becomes valuable. If for whatever reason, um, you know, Gorn doesn't score well. Um, and he and was just to stay at that 85, 90, and it was all Jackson, then it looks a fantastic trade. So yeah. It's not personally for me. I'm going to back in Gorn, but definitely not against those people who want to do that. So yeah, that I think that touches on most of it. Keep sending out your questions. Um, it'd be better next week. I don't think we've got the Thursday night footy game. i will just better check that fixture uh, to confirm, confirm instead of giving you um, you know wrong knowledge there. And of course, the AFL app doesn't want to do me any favours, which it's. Uh, very normal matches round four um actually no we still got thursday night footy next week god it actually just continues on first five rounds that's terrible and and that's frustrating because in a perfect world yeah i'd rather get teams out on a thursday um and then you've got that 24 hours to make the decision um we were talking about that through the week somebody asked me about that about thursday night footy going forward yeah i think this sort of these first four or five weeks is just the afl you know um bringing us into the idea that this is going to be a permanent thing. Um, It's going to be the next TV rights discussion Um, in a perfect world. I would love teams like the NRL to come out on a Tuesday night. So those fantasy coaches, you know, have a better, you know, idea of what's going on. You know, the NRL teams have nothing to hide. I don't know why the AFL teams can't sort of do it. Um, There's some coaches and clubs out there that are really honest and open about what they do. There's others that like to hide and play games up to the last five minutes before the bounce Um, I think if you're a good enough coach and you've got your players up and the you don't need to play those games. Just tell us what's going on. The the fans want to know what's going on. They want to know what players are debuting. Um, So yeah, that's definitely something to consider. Oh, and one last one, Nick Martin uh, did have that question. Uh, If you're in that position where you don't have him, hold him for one more week uh, and you can see what happens in that. And there's not really any rookies on the horizon next week. Um, unless Skinner scored really well second week and his role improved, or Peddler, but they both sort of scored 40s. They didn't look that great. Uh, So the, the actual trade downgrade options next week aren't that great. So if you've got lucky by not having Martin, you can hold a week and get a bit more data. For example, if you didn't get English, you could actually go one down, one up next week and bring Martin, who's 102K, so yeah, that's definitely an option for for those people. But um, but outside of that, um, vice captain, I think again tonight, Thursday night footy, uh, McRae is a great option because it then opens up because we're not too sure some of those loophole options, especially on the Sunday. Um, you know, I'm ho- in a way I'm hoping either Mead or SDK doesn't get named, but yeah, it will be McRae. And then um, yeah, Neil on Saturday against North Melbourne is my lock as the captain this week. Um, if you can somehow vice-captain him and, and put the captain on someone else. But I think he's, again, the lock. Uh, Noble came out and said, oh, we're probably not going to tag. Maybe we'll run a few people around with him. Um, And I could see Greenwood sort of spending some time around him on stoppages. But, yeah, they haven't said they're going to hard tag, which, you know, Neil was going to get another 35 touches and just do what he wants. So, yeah, definitely the option there. Um, Yeah, and I, I think that's as simple as that uh Crips against Hawks possibly um and the other one that you could be looking at is Tuke Miller versus GWS if you have him Jack Steele playing Richmond on the Sunday is a good backup option for those who have him as well so but yeah um there's no wrong um nothing wrong with throwing a, a left field VC on um especially if you you're going to have Neil Captain anyway so i know people are talking about Teeny Dunkley um even t- uh, tomorrow night's game uh with Melbourne playing a depleted bombers if you've got Petrarca or Oliver, yeah that that could definitely be a good good shout as well. And then uh yeah, as I said, Neil if you have him and if you don't have him, uh, and I didn't discuss that earlier. If you don't have him go out and get Neil because this guy's just a freak. Uh but outside of that, yep. Love as I say, love chatting super coach and uh yeah give us a shout out and and all the best for round three. It should be a very interesting week. Enjoy guys.